Welcome to an encouraging word from Pastor Elliot Warren of Cross Culture Church in Houston, Texas. You know, these are really difficult days that we're in, and I feel like we need to just talk about that a little bit. I do believe that there is a tremendous move of God underway, and I believe that it's begun, but I believe that there's such a pressure in the earth right now. There's such a pressure, and we need to be careful to stay with God, stay in the Spirit, and not get wrapped up in the in the world of what's going on. I'm not saying to not get involved. We need to see what's going on. We need to understand how to pray. We need to understand how to engage. You see, it, it's such an interesting world that we are living in as Christians because we're supposed to be in the world, but not of it. We're supposed to be here influencing what's going on and yet not being attached to what's going on. I was reading recently about how Abraham, everywhere he went, he would uh, pitch his tents and instead of developing a permanent place to live. And so he would go to these places and he could have lived in the city. He could have he could have built a house, but he didn't. He was apart, but always recognizing that there was something very transient about life. And what he did build that was substantial was altars. Every place he'd put his tent up, but he'd build a permanent altar there, something that would remain. He'd move again. He'd put his tent up, but he'd build the permanent altar. And that really is speaking to us about this life is temporal. It's passing. We have something else that we're supposed to be looking to, eternal values, eternal things. Yes, this is temporal, but what's permanent is that altar, that worship life that we're, that we're to have. It's the eternal that we're supposed to be looking to, really. And I, and I would just say, I believe in this last generation, most of the church world and most of the body of Christ has been, at least in America, has been so focused on the temporal things. And yes, that's a part of what we need to learn how to walk in. But I, I just want to make this point that our major focus should be on eternal things, on the things of God and the things that are important to God. And we should be more about wanting to build God's kingdom rather than ours. And I feel like so many times the emphasis is on building our kingdom, building our success. Again, it's not that that's absolutely wrong, but it's it's absolutely wrong when it's your priority, you see. I want to get back to this other aspect, though, of what's going on in the world today, because we are living in difficult times. We are to live in victory in the difficult times, but there are definitely difficult times in our country right now compared to where we've been over the, you know, the last decades that I've lived in. My mother, who, who went through the Great Depression and you know World War II, she knew World War II. My dad was in the World War II. So, you know, they've been through some difficult times. And my mom, who's still alive, said, you know, has told me, hey, I, this is more, it's more unique than anything I've been through. There's something different about this than anything I've been through. So I do believe there's a darkness over the land. And you, you look at what is happening. Morally, we've been going in the wrong direction. There's also a new morality in the church. Rationality and reason have been thrown out the door. And I would just say, most of the people would even go, oh, yes, you're right. Amen. But even in the church, most people are part of this culture in the church world even. And you'll see it everywhere, even in the church world where 
things aren't thought through in detail. We are led by name-calling and accusations rather than thinking through things. You know, we're, we're led by our feelings and by our emotions in this society. And I'm not even saying that thinking through things is the major thing, because beyond that, we have to be prayerful. We have to think through things, but we have to be prayerful and have a right mind in all things, right? But anyway, rationality and reason have just been thrown out the door. It's one of the most crazy things. And if you see some of the things that we believe today, like how many genders are there? Well, that used to be a very simple question. But now it's not just a simple question anymore. It's things that people are trying to figure out. How many genders are there? They keep expanding uh, with different kinds of genders. I mean, how do you know uh, whether you had a boy or a girl? Well, you've, you've got to wait until they get older for them to tell you whether they're really a boy or a girl. You see, some of these things, I mean, right now they seem crazy, but I want to just say we've been on a line of crazy thinking for a long time and allowing ourselves to think irrationally for a long time. And this is like part of the culmination of that. Anyway, our whole society has gone into very irrational thinking and it affects everything. I was telling you something that's very obvious, but it's all over our country. And I just want to say, we all need to recognize this is a force and an influence, and we need to back away from it. Calm down, think, and look for truth. Look for search, pray, ask God. Another thing we see a lot in our society is chaos. You know, there's always chaos that pops up. You know, there's always a little every year you know, it seems like every uh, 20, 30 years, there's some big chaotic events. But this year it seems to take the, the cake as far as anything that I can remember. I remember there was a lot of chaos when I was uh, very little. But I mean, it, I just I believe this is the, the worst we've had in my lifetime. Looks like everything's falling apart. I hear a lot of people today saying things like, are we in the last days? Are we in the last days? Is this the end times? And, you know, I have to say, a lot of things do look like we're in the end times. But that didn't just start with the recent chaos. Maybe the recent chaos has just jolted us. We're slightly more awake. But if this chaos were to calm down and somebody were to come up with a great answer, everybody just forget about it, probably. But I just want to mention there are a lot of things that look like we're in the last days. I mean, the last days. And these things didn't just start in the extremely recent history. If you look at what I'm going to mention, you'll realize it's been happening for a while. One one thing is globalism. You know, the, the, the thought of globalism, something that could very easily facilitate a one world government. That whole concept has gotten so much stronger and has gained so much more appeal and acceptance in society today. Another thing is, uh, you know, look at the ability that we have today to monitor individuals. It's the craziest thing, isn't it? I've read a joke. You've probably all seen this kind of joke where somebody makes, you know, says something funny about Siri or Alexa or Google and then you know, they laugh and then the person they're talking to laugh and then and then the the, the little Google mini laughs, you know. But uh, you know, they did discover that Google does record our conversations. And how many of you have ever been talking about something 
And then mysteriously, it just shows up on your phone on ads all the time. That happens to me all the time. I didn't say whatever, you know, hey, Siri, show me ads about X, Y, Z. I didn't prompt a hey, Siri. Hey, listen to that. My Siri just said something to me. Okay, sorry about that. <laughs> I just woke Siri up. Now, that makes her talk back, right? But if you don't say that, it's still listening and paying attention. And uh, it's going to give you ads. And, of course, they they found out that our conversations have been recorded. I read once where people's intimate lives were being listened to and, and people having fun listening to that at Google. Were, uh, so anyway, you know, think about that. The ability to monitor, the ability is there. The ability is there. So what if somebody were to regulate everything you say, for, say, for example, online or to others? I've heard recently where there are certain things you can't even say now to others uh, or you'll, you could go to jail for it if, if you found out. This is not in America. I forgot what country that was in. Somebody here just trying to tell me. Australia. Okay. I didn't. Okay. So, but, but think about that. People monitoring your conversation to see if it's acceptable uh, or whether you should go to jail for your ideas and your thoughts. I just think that's, that's sort of crazy. But what if? What if that begins to happen? What if what you say on, on social media is examined and people don't like it? Then your credit cards tell you that uh, you can't use your credit cards. They don't want your business. And then your bank tells you uh, that they don't want your business. What if that kind of thing were to happen? What if for some reason that could even be orchestrated by government making a decision where those kind of laws are in place where you're sort of pinned in. You know what eventually happens is we get trained. Initially, maybe it's not so bad. Oh, better watch out about saying this, you know, or better watch out. So we sort of say a little less, right? Or maybe we'll, we'll be a little bit more careful. But my, my question here is, what if that happens about the things of Christ? Because eventually that's, of course, where it's going to go. Do you not recognize we're in this world and the God of this world is the one running that aspect and he's got an, an end in mind? Do, do you not realize that spiritually? That's where everything ends up going as the world is in charge. You just have to realize that biblically speaking. And so the question is, would you compromise little by little? you know, and, and eventually get to where that system that says you cannot buy or sell unless you are following their morality, not promoting your Christ, going by your rule, their rules, because your rules, oh, that Bible, oh, that's hate. Oh, we don't believe in that. You see, you see how close we are to that kind of thing being able to happen. We're already close to a cashless society. I was uh, having, I guess it was lunch or breakfast with Todd, uh, who's often with us. I, I didn't see who's on with us this morning. I was going, yes, he's there today. And Todd was telling me how cash is getting less popular today because of the COVID virus. So people don't want to be touching money because they're thinking, hey, there's probably germs on that money. Maybe somebody who's sick touched that money. So 
cash is getting less and less popular. And, uh, you know, we're just moving toward a cashless society. I'd, I'd be surprised if people are still using cash in a few years. Who knows? But just look what's happening there. Is that in itself evil? I don't think so. But I'm just saying it's setting up a system. Is, um, is it evil to use artificial intelligence? And, uh, you, know, uh, you know, I don't think it is, but I'm just saying it's setting up a system here, right? That's becoming very empowered. You know, what theologians would say is that these systems that are empowered will one day become so strong when it's very hard to get out from underneath the system that they have created. And when these systems gain power and the people that are in charge of these systems gain power, then the mystery of lawlessness will go crazy, the, the, the force of lawlessness, and so many ungodly things will begin to happen. And we will begin to be forced to do things by the very things that used to be a blessing to us, so to speak. At least we thought it was a blessing. It's sort of like getting to Pharaoh, right? The people come to Pharaoh. Remember, Abraham's family come to him, and they get blessed. They get a lot of stuff, so to speak. God blesses them. But after a while, guess what? Uh, the very system that blessed them ended up becoming their enslavement. And they were then enslaved by the very system that had blessed them because of fear, wanting them to come into alignment, not wanting them to have control, not wanting them to have power. I believe that's somewhat of a demonstration of things that could happen in the last days. But anyway, you see, there's something about the few being in power that can be very dangerous. I, I do want to, to mention this because I, I believe it's very important for us to understand this concept. There was a very popular movie came out based on a book by Tolkien that was called, what was it? The Lord of the Rings, right? Do you remember the Lord of the Rings? And what's the big message, the, the number one message that comes to my mind about the whole series? It's about the power of evil. If you remember, it's, a, it's about this ring and when you put this ring on, you have so much power over others. And the point of the, the book and the, the series is that if you get this ring, you know, and, and, you, and you wear the ring and you have all this power, you may intend to use it for good. But what happens is the desire for power then begins to corrupt you. And the power itself has a corrupting influence on you. And before long, you who may have been not having any wrong motives, being under the influence of that power, become corrupt. And what happened to Satan? You know, think about Satan. Satan was pure, made right, but just the pride of his beauty. Look how he became so corrupt. That was a perfect being in power corrupts individuals. It corrupts. And that's why I believe there's so much evil and corruption in big business and in big government. Don't think that big government is going to end up doing you well. Once it empowers the system and it empowers the people that are there and it becomes a source for them to, to be powerful rather than to serve the people, guess what? 
Corruption is in play. And if you're being told that you're going to be blessed, it's only for a vote, right? It's only to empower them. Just remember, power corrupts. 